Previously on Cautious Optimism. Time is all weird in this situation. We have to feed the fruits and vegetables into the drive slowly enough for them to metabolize it. You can use your chloro drive to power the wormhole generating experiment. I'd like to load my chrono modification field generator onto the Cautious Optimism so we can take it with us. Why is this thing on? No! What have you done? The only thing that can cure her is my experiment. Kayun feels another wave of emotion, and you hear the words, I have to find another way. There is a terrible exploding sound, a loud boom, a flash of bright white light. Hello, Cautious Optimism. Aurora Borealis Shand. A human woman. I'm not interested in, in selling this ship. She has a huge smile on her face. She was, she's very important to me. Hank Crawford. Engineers. Bad news, good news. Uh, bad news, fuel leak. Coming and going from the spaceport. Good news, I found duct tape. Kyan Brunt. A mature. I am a doctor. A nine foot tall, four armed creature. I don't care if they call me, hey you, just let me do my job. Rico. Humanoid. I'm observing you. Cat person. It's for science. Toss. A slimy, gelatinous. Mm, what are you hauling? Goo thing. Thank you, Cautious Optimism. Welcome to the station. and rude and obsessed with his work. to find another way. We're a little busy under here trying to make our exodus work. Why is this thing on? Why is it running? My chrono modification field generator onto the cautious optimism. We need a little more time. The ship is looking much sturdier. Thank you all for coming to the staff meeting. I know we've all been working very hard. Thank you, everyone, for coming to the, the staff meeting. I know we've all been working very hard, and I just kind of wanted to get a little status update on how everything's how everything is going. So let's start with with Hank. Uh, how is how is getting your your ship, the Cautious Optimism, going? Uh, ready to go, going? 
Ah, it's going pretty good. I mean, we've had to make sacrifices here and there as he looks around the holes in the room. Yeah, well, some sacrifices have to be made. Okay, and what about the chloro drive and getting all the equipment loaded on the ship, all the vegetables and everything for the chloro drive? Doctor, is that going okay? And Harfood all says, yeah, yeah, everything's going okay. We have to feed the uh, fruits and vegetables into the chloro drive slowly. So uh, it's probably going to take another six hours or so before that's ready to go. And he looks over to Rico and says, would you agree with that? Yes, yes, I think six hours is about right. Uh, Yes, yes. She's looking through her iPad, uh, looking at some stuff on a spreadsheet. Yes, yes, six hours should do it. All right. And as this is going on, Kayun, you're getting a wave of emotion of kind of frantic like urgency and you hear a voice in your head that says oh my gosh i have i have to finish my experiments quickly they're really going to do this i have to hurry and he's also getting a very strong sense of deja vu (laughs) and that as well would you like to act on that at all or he's gonna write it out for right now and see but instead of going back to the ship and getting sick bay ready he's been doing that enough so he's gonna follow the lorndon and see what he can do okay with him so the lorndon puts his hand up and says nobody has been willing or had time to help me move my experiment my chrono modification field generator onto the cautious optimism i'd very much like to take it with me it's an expensive and important piece of scientific equipment can anybody help me load it onto the ship today? I'll help you. You know what, Captain? You've got a lot of stuff to do. Why don't I give him a hand? I probably can be of some use. Uh, sure. Well, he does look a lot stronger. No offense, human. But he's got the four arms. That's one more arm than I have. So, yes, very helpful. Thank you. Lead scientist Sihi Fee says, well, okay. Then uh, everyone get back to work and hopefully we'll be flying away from this station by dinner time tonight. And everyone gets up and starts going back to work. As we're leaving or everybody's getting up, I walk by Kyan and sort of whisper in his ear. Hopefully I got to him before he stood up or I'm going to have to make him sit down again. Because he's very tall. (laughs) 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 And say, nothing that scientist does is coming on this ship. Understood? Oh, absolutely. Captain, you don't have to worry about it. Good. I pat him on his shoulder and and walk walk back to the, the cautious optimism. And the Lorndon walks over to Kyan and says... Thank you for helping me. Follow me to my lab. He does. So as you enter the lab, you see a large floating sphere, about 10 feet tall. It's about three meters. It's not just tall, but in all directions. And it's got a bunch of gizmos and things on it that are moving. It's emitting a weird light. It is floating. And there is a large tube plugged into it that's apparently the power source. And... He says, so you're a doctor, right? And he puts all three arms up and makes quote marks as he says that. Closes his eyes, takes a deep breath, and goes, yes, yes, I am. Okay, so you understand a little bit of science. This is the universe's first ever chrono modification field generator. Look upon it and bask in its glory. It's a beautiful piece of art. it's It's not art. Anyway... We'll need to get one of your hover dollies, and then we'll go ahead and turn it off and unplug it and and lower it onto the hover dolly carefully so it doesn't get damaged. 
and then load it onto your cautious optimism. That sound like a, a good plan? Sounds perfectly fine. I'm going to grab something from my office that will probably help. Do you want to uh, come with me real quick? And we can, it'll be helpful to have you help me. And then we can bring the dolly back here. Oh, very good. Let's go to your ship. Lead the way. Uh, so yeah, the Lorden follows you to the med bay. And as we go into the med bay, I tell him, I'm just going to grab uh, something that will help us move this without, you know, straining ourselves. Proper support for this kind of thing is very important. You mean this hover gurney over here, right? Oh, no, we, d- we don't touch the hover gurney. Very, very high tech piece of equipment. Well, this looks like it would be perfect for transporting my experiment. <laughs> Kyan's going to try and basically prank him. Okay, let's see. So that's a, well, it's a deception because you don't want him to see that you're going to drug him. Um, it's also seems like it might be a dexterity thing. Do you have any skills that would be appropriate for, for sneakiness? I don't think I have anything directly related to sneakiness. Okay, let's see. Well, let's go with dexterity minus four. Okay, so I'm trying to go for a seven or better. That well, is that's for dexterity, but is it a a physical deception or is it a social deception? Well, I was thinking like a sleight of hand kind of thing, right? Okay. You don't want them to see your hand with the syringe going at them, right? So Okay. Yeah, no, I see that. All right. I rolled a four. Oh, that's a huge success. <gasps> Get him, boy. Wow. Fantastic. That might be the best roll anybody's ever rolled. Yeah, that was exciting. I think it's a critical success in GURPS. Three or four. Now, hold on. I, I, I did roll a five on, on an engineering type roll earlier, and I always fail those. So, come on. I mean, I didn't get no, no five, fanfare five for that. Five is great. <laughs> five, is, five is good. Okay. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Five is fine. Five's good, but it ain't no four. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So you expertly stick him with your syringe, and he had no idea it was coming. Even as he's slowly falling unconscious, he doesn't know, and he's just like, oh, I'm suddenly feeling very tired. I may have to lay down on this hover gurney and take a nap. Uh, okay, he gets him on the hover gurney. And I'm going to say he goes as far as strapping him down to the thing. Okay. And then he hails the captain. Beep, beep, boop. This is Rory. Hi, captain. I have a sleeping Lorndon in Med Bay. Can you come down? We have a little bit of something to discuss that might complicate our situation. On my way. So I run down there. All right. So I don't know what's going on with me, but ever since we tried to fix the Tear of the God delivery. I have had increasingly peculiar reactions. I have had dreams that seem to be precognitive. I am starting to pick up people's thoughts. And that is all very, very concerning. But what is even more concerning is the meeting we just had, I was in before. What do you mean? Like, I was in it this morning, and then... There was a, you know, some stuff went down, and then there was a flash of light, and then I was in it again. So I think whatever is letting me get these little psychic flashes is letting me realize that we might be stuck in a time loop, and it might not be something that we can just fix. 
Okay. Uh, so I'm assuming that the guy you have strapped to the dolly is responsible. Well, the previous timeline, he's like holding up his hands and making the quotation marks. You sabotaged his experiment. He got very upset. He gave us this sob story about trying to do these experiments to save his niece, who's very sick. Heart goes out to him and all. But then when we thought we had convinced him to not do it and to just get on the ship and go, he disappeared. And then there was a flash of light. And I found myself back in the conference room. Sabotaging the machine does sound like something I would do. Yes. Did I make any like fun quips about his niece and about the fact that like I'm a niece and Rico's a niece and you know like it doesn't really matter like we're all just nieces trying to find our way in the world? Did I did I make that speech? You may have. I wasn't there when you did it. Okay. But I'm sure whatever you said to him was brilliant. Great. Awesome. That is at least one thing we have that comforts me. Okay. So I don't know what to do in this situation because I was just going to try to ride out on the wormhole. Well, I am hoping that we have shut him down, and if he can't do it again, maybe it won't happen. But I'm worried that if we get to that same point in time, it's going to reboot us again. Okay. Well, two things. Number one, is there a way that we could write notes to ourselves to sort of, like, bypass this whole part so that if it does happen again, like, we can start right at the beginning and not have to go through the whole rigmarole and we can involve everybody? Also, number two, is this something we could use to our advantage? Because if we have infinite time and an infinite time loop, I mean, you know, I don't like Lauren, but maybe he was onto something. Maybe we could use it to help figure our way out of here. Possibly. I certainly don't have the scientific know-how to do that. But, you know, <laughs> step one, Lauren secured. Okay, well, I'm going to call Hank and Rico in on this to get their input because they're smarter than I am when it comes to science and physics. Um, but just science and physics. Everything else I'm pretty smart at. So... Okay, so I called to Hank and Rico to come to the medical bay. And I will slide out from under whatever I'm on, on my little creeper crawl, and be like, what? I'm very busy trying to wire this stuff up. I'm not going to say it again. <sighs> come in, Captain. We're all quite busy. I'll get up and wipe my hands off and throw the rag down huffingly. Yeah, Rico's going to say something reassuring to the organism and then <laughs> like run down to the, uh, the med bay. <laughs> I missed it in game where Hank and I got married, but that's cool. <laughs> well, who knows what happened in that other timeline i mean <laughs> mysterious uh yes captain could you make this quick i'm trying to get the chlorodrive working at maximum efficiency well it's funny you should say that <laughs> and so i relay the crux of what's going on to them so you're saying the best electrical work I've ever done in my entire career as an engineer, I'm getting to do that over and over again? Yes! Yeah. That is a very unique way of viewing the situation, certainly. Well, when you've blown up as much stuff as I have, you know, you got to celebrate the small victories. I see. Oh, dear. So we don't really know what caused the explosion? No. I mean, it seems likely, well... It's hard to tell. It seems likely that he did something with his uh, timey-wimey thing. I mean, potentially. Which is still plugged in, by the way. Oh. Has anybody tried turning it off? The captain did in the previous timeline. Oh. And how did that go? Well, it just pissed him off. I enjoyed it. Oh. Well, then maybe we should do it anyway. I mean, I can head down there and do that right now. That makes Kyan very nervous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Hank, before you do that, let's just look at this, because you guys are scientists. 
we know that in at least one time scenario, I unplugged it and this happened. So may it be beneficial to not unplug it and see if we can get through the day past where it happened? Okay. Well, I mean, I've not seen this piece of equipment, Captain, so I can't really pass judgment. Oh, we can go look at it. I could go and have a look at it and see if I could make any sense of it, but it's difficult to know what to suggest from here. Um, Somebody will need to keep talking to the organisms, though. Oh, what, you have a script? Could I do that? What are you telling them? You just need to be reassuring, and you just need to sort of slowly feed the food in, Um, and, you know, they need a steady hand, Captain. Well... I mean, I could go do that for a little bit while you go and check out the machine. Rico raises an eyebrow, <laughs> uh, slightly skeptically. Okay, um, you're, the, you're the captain. I'll go and have a look at the machine. Um, Kyan, do you want to come with me and help have a look at the machine? Or does this strapped down person need looking at? Well, I don't want him to get back out. So I think maybe Hank should go with you mm-hmm. look at it. Because it could be an engineering sort of thing. It is plugged into the ship. Do we have a brig or something we can throw this idiot in? The London, not Cayenne. <laughs> I actually thought you were talking about Hank. I was like, wow. <laughs> I'll just go yeet myself off the space station. <laughs> no, it's already happened in my dreams. You, you don't. Let's not do that. Or maybe that's why I did. You know? <laughs> Todd furiously scribbling on a piece of paper. <laughs> Well, I guess Rico and Hank are going to go and have a look at the machine. Yes. How powerful of a sleeping drug did you give the Lorndon? I, I don't know how powerful <laughs> the sleeping drug did I give I, the I, just, I just grabbed whatever, whatever's, whatever's handy. Okay. I guess the last time we gave it to a Lorndon, that person then got shot very shortly afterwards. Yeah, there was a lot going on in that encounter. <laughs> well, stay tuned, because this Lorndon may get shot too. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and go to the science room where the chrono modification field generator is, the Lorndon science room. It sounds like Rico and Hank, you're both there. You've heard me describe it before. It's a big ball, glowy, floaty. Yeah, it's a big ball. Yeah. Yes. So Rico's going to have a look and see if there's any kind of iPads knocking around or any kind of like sort of computer command station that might be where it might be outputting its data to, anything like that. Yeah, there's a bunch of computer stations in the room and iPads and stuff that are on. And you do find pretty easily one looks like the primary one with a bunch of readouts and stuff. Okay, then I guess I'm going to roll to see if I can make any sense of them. Sounds good. All right. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. That is success by four. So he is clearly doing experiments on how much power and gravity would be required to create a field without the three stars being in the area. He's taking the results he's had in the past and comparing them to hypothetical different power ratios and gravitational fields and stuff. And he's trying to figure out how to create the time bubble without being in the middle of three big stars. I guess she relays that to Hank. Um, given the amount of trouble this time bubble has caused, I'm not sure I think that's a very sensible way forwards. But yes, he's trying to he's trying to make it happen without stars. That's going to take a phenomenal amount of power. Oh, no doubt about it. What I'm more curious about is, I thought they said that they turned this stupid thing off and it was still generating the field. I'm confused with what's going on here. Hmm. Should maybe I try to hack into it and see if I can see what maybe is hidden in the code? What's actually going on? Hmm. 
I mean, at a first glance of this coding, it looks like we might be able to get a bit further. Or maybe we should check with the head scientist to see if she knows. I mean, it might be as simple as he was told to turn it off and he didn't. Okay. Reminder, is the space station's communication systems working? Yeah. Yeah, that that's working. And it's C, C who? C, he, fee. <laughs> uh, I will page... <laughs> The lead scientist. We will page the lead scientist. We will page Fus Roda. Okay. Hello. See Hefe here. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is Hank from the Cautious Optimism. Rico's glaring at you slightly, sensing a bit of a uh, cultural insensitivity. <laughs> no, no insensitivity. Just CRS. Um, we are down in the Lorndon Scientist Laboratory. Did you not? tell us that this gravitational time bubble generator was supposed to be off? (sighs) Yes, we've told him several times. We turn it off and he goes behind her back and turns it back on again. If it's on again, go ahead and unplug it. I'm sick of that thing. Oh, you've not seen any uh, unwanted side effects from turning it off without shutting it down cleanly? No, we've turned it off many times. I don't know what, he's still trying to do his research, I guess, but he, we don't have the power reserves to be running it all the time. And even though we're hopefully about to leave and everything, it, there's still just no reason for it to be wasting our energy. Okay, so to be clear, Director, I have your permission to go into the root of this thing and actually shut down its core functions. Yes, that's that's fine with me. Yeah, I'm not gonna, just going to go with the unplugging and I'm going to dismantle it at the code level. That's fine. My only concern right now is getting us all off of here alive. And if that means breaking his experiment, I'm sorry, but it must be done. Thank you for your assistance, Director. We will see you shortly. Very good. And I would like to use my hacking skill to go deep into the core protocol of this machine and shut it down. (laughs) All right. Let's make a roll. That is 5, 11, 13, success by 3, hacking. Yay. So as you hack into the code and everything, you don't find anything that you weren't expecting. I mean, it doesn't look like anything is going on here that he hasn't already said. Like, there's no secrets or anything here. It is just a very complicated machine for turning gravity and energy into time-distorting field. And you're able to go in there and disable it at a a very fundamental level and as you do that the light turns off the glow from the sphere turns off the anti-gravity fails and it goes thud onto the floor well that seems to be that marvelous uh as a safety protocol rico why don't you pull the plug too oh yes absolutely absolutely she pulls the plug uh well and now i guess we just need to keep him out of here and hopefully we'll be able to escape so what Hank would like to do to help facilitate the inability to plug it back in is I would like to take my wire snippers and cut the cord off the machine. Oh, okay. Nice. Now that it's unplugged. That's totally doable. You successfully snip the power cord from the machine. And I'll tuck it in my bag and off we go. You stole the power cord. <laughs> and off you go. Does that mean that you're leaving the room or did you want to do more poking around. I think at the moment Rico's more concerned with leaving the station. Okay. Same. So probably she'd just be like, no, let's get back and finish powering up the 
Like, she was already doing one job. She doesn't need to do another as well. As you're starting to leave, you bump into Cynthia Kanor, the human scientist, walking into the lab. And she says, oh, oh, um, uh, excuse, excuse me, excuse me. Have, have you seen the, um, Lorden? We are keeping him comfortable on our ship for a bit. Oh, He's having a lie down. Oh, okay, okay, okay. He had he had wanted to um he had wanted to talk to me about my experiments. Um, yeah, you, know, you know, I'll just send him an email. That's fine. Okay, bye. And she puts her head down and starts walking off. Oh. Well, that was slightly weird. And what do you do next? Okay, I think i'm probably just gonna go back to the chloride drive yeah and i'll probably go back to finishing hooking everything up so that everything's ready when it's time to go and i guess we'd let the captain know what we'd done on the way oh well no the captain's at the chloride drive that's where i sent the captain yeah so when rico walks in i'm leaned over the, the little chloroforms and our little organisms and i'm like and it doesn't matter what anyone says about you you're good enough you're going to be able to do this you deserve nutrition you deserve all the good things that are going to happen to you and to live happy little lives. <laughs> oh, very good, Captain. Oh, this is extremely good, Captain. You're very good at this. Well done. Well, I feel like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but look, they're at like 90% efficiency now. Oh, that's good. Did you guys find out anything? Uh, we, I mean, we shut his machine down. It didn't, it, uh, we spoke to the lead scientist and, uh, she said that they're often having to shut the machine down and he keeps turning it back on again. So I don't think the machine being turned off is, uh, a symptom of a wider problem. We had a bit of a nose around the programming to see if there was anything untoward going on. It doesn't look like it. So we've just turned it off and Hank has stolen the plug. Oh, that tracks. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, slightly odd interaction with some human scientist. What human scientist? sort of little mousy one that looks at the floor oh that one yeah what'd she say she was looking for the london apparently he was going to uh <clears throat> help her with her experiment oh funny you'd be wanting to get help with your experiments we're trying to leave the station hmm. yeah don't know anyway um i should be getting back to my organisms now and she's sort of physically moving the captain <laughs> out of the way <laughs> <laughs> so i'm going to go search for this human scientist it's easy enough to find which laboratory belongs to her. So you find Cynthia Kanor in her lab, and she's standing next to a odd-looking machine that has a lot of lights and like little flashes of electricity and, and lightning coming off of it. Uh, she's wearing safety goggles and pushing a bunch of buttons on the computer terminal. She doesn't seem to notice you come in. She did notice me come in. I'm going to step back out into the hallway and call Kyan. Beep, beep, boop. Yes, Captain. I am, I'm going to try to keep my voice down. <laughs> I am outside of the human scientist's lab. This lady ain't packing nothing. She's working on an experiment. I'm going to go investigate. But if it happens again, we start with her next time. Gotcha. So I enter the room. Okay. She's still obsessed with her machine and not noticing you. Hello. Excuse me. Oh, hi. Hello. Hi, I noticed you've still got a lot of stuff that's unpacked. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, it's, it's too big to, to uh, pack up and take with me. So, you know, just just still doing some, some last minute work before we all leave. Well, you know what would be way more helpful is if you, instead of doing last minute work on research that's never going to get published, come out and help the rest of us. Well, I just, I, I really, it's kind of time time sensitive. Um, 
I, Harvu Erst, uh, the the London, he want he he needs he needs this right away for. So I'm just I'm just working. How much bigger am I than she? Is she like mousy in all regard? Yeah, she's not a muscular person by any means, and you're probably a half foot taller than her. So here's my goal: I want to get in between her and the machine, but I don't want to just haul off and like break her neck or something because that would be overkill. I mean, I'll tell a lie. I do want to do that. But what I'm going to do (laughs) is just go and grab her by the shoulders in the calmest yet firmest way I can and maneuver her away from the machine while saying, ma'am, we really don't have time for this. You're going to need to come with me to help us pack the ship. Okay. She doesn't even really put up a fight or resist you. So you accomplish that. And she says, I I don't really have, I can't do anything to to help with packing um i and she keeps looking over at her experiment lady what is this machine it, 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 it's, 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 a, it's a power uh power plant it it, it 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 takes gravity at hopefully if i can get it if i can get it to work right it takes gravity and turns it into into electricity what part of we need power to the station for life support and we're trapped in this time bubble and this weird gravity thing did you not understand? No, that's why that's that's why I know. That's why I'm trying to get it to work. If it works, if it works, then I'll have the electricity, the energy to power uh the everything. I need it to, I need to, I need to get it to work. And then it can say it could save us all. Harvu Harvu Earth needs power for his chrono modification field generator to turn off the time bubble. So if I can make this create energy, energy from the gravity, then I can power his uh, chrono modification field generator uh, and reverse the time bubble. So I need to make my experiment work. I think your experiment might be creating a time loop. What? Members of my crew have lived this day before. And that's a time loop? You mean like going back in time? Because that's not possible. We'll add it to the list of things that aren't possible that have actually happened today. Come with me. And so I take her towards the med bay. All right. She kind of looks back at the experiment. She says, hold on, hold on. I have to, I have to put it into safe mode. Hold, it, hold on. Let me, I, can I go? Can I? No, not yet. No, but, oh, okay. You're, you don't know a lot about science, do you? I wish I knew more. I really do. <laughs> so you're taking her back to the sick bay? Okay. The sick bay, because I want to have her and me and Kyan and the Lorndon in the same room. Okay. Well, she goes with you willingly. So a few minutes later, you guys find yourself in the sick bay. And Kyan is there too, right? Yeah. You no, know, he hasn't left. Okay, yeah. I feel like he has a ball of gauze or something that he just kind of fiddles with while he's waiting for things to happen. And so All he's right. just kind of leaning up against the wall, tossing this between his hands, just kind of staring down this Lorndon that he is just over. So as you guys walk into the sick bay, she says, Harvu, oh no, is he okay? Is he sick? Why is he strapped down? It's fine. It's for his own safety. Uh, Kyan, mm-hmm. so this scientist... Was in a whole nother lab working on a whole nother machine connected to what the Lorndon was doing. And she's coming from all directions. I don't know what's going on with her. But yeah, so then we've got another lab with a whole nother situation happening. A whole bunch of people not packing and helping make wormholes to get out of here. <laughs> well, you, you see, Mr. Mr. Matorp, man, I 
am I'm trying to make a, a power system from the gravity, and if I do if I do that, then Harvu uh, can use the power from my machine to uh, turn off the time bubble, and then he can see he has a very sick niece, and he needs he needs to make his experiment work to save her. So I'm trying to make my experiment work. So his experiment, it's all I need. I just, I really need to go back to work. His experiment is not going to work. It has been shut down. Well, we can turn it back on, I'm sure. But I mean, and I know it's caused a lot of problems and everybody's very mad at at him and everything. But I mean, his heart is in the right place. I do understand that. But we have to get out of here as soon as possible. And I don't believe that what he is telling you is the right solution for everybody else on this ship. It might be the best solution for him. And maybe you feel bad for him and you feel it's the best solution for you. But there are a lot of other people on this station that it is not the best plan for. Well, I mean, until until the accident with the star drive and and poor Arg Barzu, uh, every everyone was was safe. Um, and and alive and and well on the station. So I I just I just thought as long as we're stuck in the time bubble, there was no harm in continuing to try to accomplish something for for science and everything. So and 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 now it seems like we're going to be leaving soon, and and they're not and they're not ever going to let. Harvu back after making the time bubble and and this this may be my last chance too for my experiment with gravity and energy and I just I just really I just really want to work on it as much as I can while I still have this opportunity so maybe I can go back to my my lab I can still do some some more work before we're ready before we're ready to leave and if if mine works i can power this the station and turn and turn off the time bubble and and save everything isn't that isn't isn't that a good plan he just looks at the captain and he goes um, are are we are like the universal translators not working like i don't i don't understand how, how else, like how else do you say this it's not going to happen the answer is no how much more tranquilizer do you have <laughs> well, I don't think she's going to be a huge problem. I mean, she's annoying. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, th- I'm saying this to Kelly. I'm not saying this to the, oh. <laughs> the captain. <laughs> <laughs> he says, "I don't know that she's going to be a problem, but we've got to do something to get like they, these people have to keep their people in check." Well, can you keep her here while I go and let Hank know about this other machine? <laughs> okay, are we going to have every single scientist on this base in the sick bay as one by one Hank goes and turns off all these machines? What the hell's wrong with people? Look, I resisted the urge to break a neck. That's all I'm saying. I would like some sort of just <laughs> some sort of grace here. I'm trying to hold it together. I would like to kill all these people. Back to my original plan and feed them to our plants. You tell me that's not going to work. I think we should give it a try. <laughs> But yeah, I need to go tell Hank. Yes, you do that. I will keep her here. And he just points to a seat that's as far away from the door as possible and says, sit. Oh, oh okay. And I take off running to where Hank is. All right. Uh, you find him easy enough? Hank. 
And I'll slide out from whatever I'm wearing on my creeper dolly. What? I'm busy. There's a whole nother scientist with a whole nother machine that she was still working on. And it looks weird. You need to go. You got to go look at it. <sighs> all right. Uh, after getting all the details of where it is, I will head that way. I go with him. These scientists just won't take no for an answer. Hello, I'm Joe Hogan, the editor of As the Dice Roll. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Cautious Optimism. It's a bit of a longer episode today, so we're skipping straight to the promos. Spooky season is coming to a close, and we're wrapping up our Geektitude Zombie Primer. Last week, we talked about zombie comedies, Zombieland, and Little Monsters, and Katie will be joining me once again this week as we watch The Girl with All the Gifts and Train to Busan. If you're looking to hear more from the rest of the crew, you can check out all the other fun projects we have out there. Bama and Todd co-host a podcast about Farming Simulator called Farming Simulated. You can also listen to Todd on his podcast, Nerdberg Review, Kelly on Mating Habits of the Modern Geek, and if you're into World of Warcraft, make sure to catch Raven on Girls Gone Wow. We love to hear from our listeners, so please contact us on whatever platform you're most comfortable with. You can follow us on Twitter at AsTheDiceRollRP, on Instagram at AsTheDiceRoll, if you want to chat with us in real time, you can go check out our Slack channel over on the geek to geek Media Network Slack, which you can find by going to the Contact Us tab of the network website at geek 2 While you're there, make sure to join the geek 2 geek Media Discord server. And finally, you can always email us at podcast at asthedicerollcast.com or leave us a voice message by clicking on the link on our website at asthedicerollcast.com. That's it for me this week. I want to wish you a happy and safe Halloween, and I'll be back on Friday, November 5th. We're in November, people. 2021's almost done. But I'll be back on November 5th with the next episode of Cautious Optimism. Until then, let's see what else is plugged into the station that could blow up our crew right after a quick commercial break. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the geek to geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games! Star Wars! Comics! Movies! K-pop! Disney Plus! Keanu Reeves! New! Or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep, and each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes, Keanu. As you two are leaving the bay, you see... Lead scientist Sihi Fee is coming in. She's pushing a hover dolly with a bunch of her stuff boxed up. And she says, she waves and says, oh, hello, hello. I've got my wormhole generator ready to go. This is the last of my stuff. I, I think we're about ready to get on out of here, don't you? Uh, yeah, we've got another situation with your human scientist. She was also working on some sort of power draining mad time machine thing. And we're going to go take a look at that and see if we can shut that down. Oh, you mean Cynthia? No, no, no. She's working on creating energy from gravity. But between you and me, I don't think it's ever really going to work out. Well, 
between you and me, you've got the worst scientists on this ship that just care nothing about getting off or their own lives. They just care about the research. And it seems a little bit misguided to me. But that's neither here nor there. Load that stuff onto the ship. And I run to follow me. All right. Well, okay. And as you guys are going down the hallway, you run into Jaxu Fanglor, who's pushing a hover dolly and has a bunch of equipment and boxes of stuff on it. And he says, we leave soon, yes? Fingers crossed. We've got to go see about potentially shutting down another dangerous machine in another lab. Ah, yes. Many dangerous machines here. I'll go on to your ship. Okay. That sounds ominous, but maybe that's just a language barrier. (laughs) I was going to say, I kind of like him. Can we keep him? I want to keep him. I do want to keep him. (laughs) And I've told the crew this, I'm sure. I'd like to keep him. He seems like he'd be a lot of fun. (laughs) Yes. Language barrier is a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) And off he goes. And a moment later, you find yourself in Cynthia Kanor's lab. I head straight to the computer terminal and begin diving deep into the protocol to shut it down for good. I look around her lab while he's doing that, by the way. So we need a, like, uh... Straight up hacking. Yes. Okay. A hacking from Hank and a perception roll from Rory. Yeah. Which answer you want first? Let's do your hacking roll first. Five, nine, eleven, success by five. Success by five! That's wow. fantastic. Wow. Five is a great roll. <laughs> you break into the computer code and deactivate it effortlessly. And the whole system just powers off. The sparks go away. Everything just, it all just goes dark. I failed my perception by two. So I probably got dust in my eye. <laughs> all right. Yeah. You don't see anything. I mean, you see a bunch of stuff, but it's all like, science stuff and it doesn't make any sense to you and nothing useful totally tracks yeah (laughs) i see nothing in boxes i know that no so she wasn't ever planning to leave this is true shove her in that uh, lorne out of airlock all right i'm going to take rory by the hand and get her attention look at me out i i think perhaps we should check the other laboratories while we're here you know that is a good point let's do a sweep all right to the next laboratory (laughs) <laughs> okay, well, the next one over would be Medical Doctor Harfu Dolls, which Kayun and Rico were both in. He had the garden thing and the medical pod and all that. I don't know if you two were ever in it before, but as you walk in at this point, you see the scaffolding for a hydroponics setup, but there's nothing on it anymore. All the plants and equipment have been removed. You see where a big old medical pod device used to be plugged in, like there's dust and stuff all around it, but a pristine area where it was once, but it's gone. And you don't really see much of anything here. It does look like this person has packed up everything useful and carried it away. All right, next lab. Yep. Make a perception check. All right. Two, three, eight. I think that's success by two. No, success by four. I failed by one. I'm blinded by madness. (laughs) (laughs) Success by four. Okay, so Hank, upon closer inspection, you find that there is a little hidden compartment and there's a bottle that's almost completely empty of some kind of alcoholic beverage that you're unfamiliar with. Hmm. Something we can celebrate with, Captain, once we get off this rock and I tuck it in my bag. All right. And that's all for the doctor's lab. The next one would be Jaxu Fanglors. And we know he's on the ship, so we don't have to worry about interrupting him. That's true. So as you walk into his lab, the first thing you notice is that it's really, really cold. 
Like he's apparently set his thermostat really, really low. But otherwise, there are there are some large pieces of equipment that would obviously be too big to remove from the station and carry off. But otherwise, it looks like all his personal belongings and everything have also been packed up and it looks fairly empty. Make a perception checks. Two, eight, ten, success by two. Oh my God. <laughs> Failure by two. I rolled a 14, a 13, and a 14. Did you forget to put your contacts in this yes. morning, Captain? <laughs> yes. Rory is again useless in searching the room. <laughs> As she's going around a corner, she just like trips over the edge of the desk or something. Right. I keep, I keep, over her own feet. I keep like, banging my toe on coffee tables that aren't even there. <laughs> Hank, you find a iPad that had been hidden away that appears to have imagery of other fanglores without any clothes on in a variety of provocative poses. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh my, the old Hank would have tucked that in his bag as it is. I'm just going to put that back where I found it. All right. The next lab... Well, sadly, the next is the chief engineer, Argbar Zoo's engineering lab. And it is also pretty well cleaned out of anything useful. And you see, somebody has created a little memorial for her. There's a photo of her and in a different language, but the words rest in peace scrawled on it. And it looks like there's a number of little knickknacks that it looks like people from the station have put there is kind of like flowers, but they don't have flowers on the station. So just other things, kind of mementos. Make perception checks. Five, eight, nine, success by three. Success by three. Wow. Okay. This time, Rory is the one who finds a little hidden compartment, and inside it, you find what looks like a diary and some photos of other Dulons that you assume would be family members of Argbarzu. Is the diary in a language that I could read? Yeah. Yeah, you can read it. Do you want to read through some of it? I want to read the last entry. Okay, the last entry says, we have our first visitors since being trapped in this time bubble. They seem like nice people. They're not scientists themselves, except for Rico. But Hank seems to be a competent engineer. And I'm really optimistic that with their help, we're finally going to get out of here and I can go home again. I have them all fooled. (laughs) (laughs) And then it says, it was me all along. (laughs) No. Okay, so then I put that back where I found it. All right. There's no need to read this poor dead woman's journal. (laughs) Any pertinent clues may have been in the back. Oh, I would like to go to the memorial and leave my favorite spanner. Oh, okay. That's sweet. It's a 10 millimeter for anybody wondering. Wow. Mm. That's the kind of detail that really makes me feel like I'm living in the moment. You know, I appreciate that. Well, anybody who knows a mechanic knows the 10 millimeter is the first one to go missing. So I've been able to hold on to this one for a while. So it's prized. Oh, okay. I did not know that was a thing among engineers and mechanics. Listen, Todd, there there is a mechanic listening to this right now that a single tear just rolled down his cheek. No, I'm I'm sure. I'm sure it's a very big deal. Well, he, she, or they should take a moment and get in contact with us at all the different places that we mentioned at the intermission. Yes. And let us know if you really did have a tear run down your cheek. <laughs> Not the 10 millimeter. Oh. <laughs> 
The last laboratory that you haven't investigated yet is that of lead scientist C. Hefe. Why can't I get that name in my head? C. Hefe. <laughs> Again, you don't watch Friends. You won't get it. Never mind. This one is larger than the others because it also doubles as an office for all the bureaucratic work that the lead scientist has to do in kind of running the station. All the bad decisions that had to be made. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you don't see any personal effects laying around, but you do see what looks like the wormhole generator. It's not powered on at the moment, but it's an incredibly large device. It takes up most of the science-y part of her space, and it's plugged into a whole bunch of cables. Like 27 cables are plugged into this thing, and it's got a lot of what look like, you know, the little plasma balls that people put on their desks as decoration. It's got a bunch of really big ones of those that look like they're more than just decorative. Make perception checks. Hank, we're going to die. Look at that thing. Three, seven, nine, success by three. Success by one. So, Hank, you notice that the wormhole generator, it looks like she's been tinkering with it lately, but using your engineering knowledge and everything, you've determined that all she's been doing is rerunning safety checks and making sure that it is, you know, safe to use and everything. You also find a bunch of notes where she's doing all kinds of math, again, for the wormhole generator. And it looks like she's triple-checked the math, and some of the writing is in uh, different handwriting. So it looks like she had other scientists on the station quadruple-check her math. So it all looks like it's on the up-and-up. It all checks out. She's doing what she says she was doing, so we can trust her so far. So far. Rory, you just find a couple glasses that almost look like wine glasses and a bottle of red wine that either she left behind on purpose or she may have forgotten about, but well, that's what you find. I'll remedy that situation. <laughs> I'll take that with us. All right. Wine and hooch. And with that, you have finished searching the laboratories. Is there any way we can search for hidden laboratories? Like throughout the rest of the station? I mean, you could, but it would take a while. And I feel like we're coming up on go time, really. I feel like this search that they've been on is taking quite a long time. So probably at some point, Rico would have finished with the engine. It would be working perfectly. All of the little organisms would be fed. She'd probably wander down to Kion and be like, have you seen Have you seen the captain? Uh, are we doing stuff? They were making sure that all other experiments were shut down. Oh, when did they go? Well, quite a while ago now. Oh. Should we be concerned? Well, let's give them a call. So she's going to ring you on your little space phone. Beep, beep, boop. Go for Rory. Hi, Captain. Um, the ship is all, uh, it's all primed. It's all ready to go. All of the scientists are here. We were just wondering where you've got to. Hank's on his way back to where he was. I'm on my way back to the medical bay. And I guess we will head towards the ship. You guys make your way to the ship uneventfully? Well, I was going to med bay to help Kyan. Oh. He's got oh. prisoners galore. And I mean, sedated scientists and friends. <laughs> potato, potato. <laughs> I guess if the other scientists have appeared on the ship at some point, the other scientists would have come round and been like, "Hi, what's going on here? Oh, you've sedated the London, and either that's an offence and an outrage, or oh, thank God, probably the latter." <laughs> I feel like Jacksu Fanglor probably poked his head into sick bay, saw what was going on, and said, "I am ready," and just walked away. And Sihi Fee, the lead scientist, probably poked her head in 
and said, all right, well, my crew is ready to go whenever you guys are ready. Is is Harvu okay? He's just fine. <laughs> okay. Cynthia, did you have any luck with your experiment? And she just looks at the floor and says, no. <laughs> okay. Well, let me know when your captain gets back and I can fire up my wormhole generator and we can finally get back to the rest of the galaxy. And then she would leave. And yeah, after a bit, Rory, you arrive at the sickbay. All right. So I go to Dr. C. Hefe and say, so what do we do? So you guys have already wired your ship power engine into the station. So what I'm going to do is remotely activate the wormhole generator. We're going to use all the available power we have to create a wormhole surrounding the cautious optimism on one end and on the other end, projecting it as far outside of the time bubble as we have power to. And if everything goes right, the ship is going to disappear from here and reappear out there. Are you ready? Uh, Yes. (laughs) Ready in engineering. All right. She goes to one of the computer stations and she says... Uh, interfacing with station computer, powering up wormhole generator, running diagnostics, setting coordinates. Okay, everybody, hold on to your butts. Next time on Cautious Optimism. As the wormhole generator activates the ship is surrounded by a field of white energy um we're very close to the sun i'm trying to maneuver us away from it the temperature on the ship is also rising steadily we don't even have to be pulled into it if we get much closer we're toast shock wave coming towards the ship there's a big impact as it hits the ship the end You've been listening to As the Dice Roll. The As the Dice Roll intro music is The Soap Opera by James Bowers. You can find and license his music through Pond5 at Pond5.com. All the rest of the music in this episode is by Darren Curtis and can be found at DarrenCurtisMusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob Sometimes. You can find his podcast at ComicBox.Libsyn.com. And the As the Dice Roll logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book, No Great Matter, at MSEdwards.com. As the Dice Roll is a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, streams, and content at geek to geek mediacom If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. Individual players and GMs, social media can be found on our website at asthedicerollcast.com.